U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is in China, but how difficult is it for her to mend bridges? We bring you an overview of what's straining U.S.-China ties. Two packages labeled as beauty products full of drugs from China and headed for Washington, D.C. Border Patrol says officers seized the packages on arrival at the airport. More on Vietnam's Barbie movie ban, with Warner Bros. now denying that its new film is getting political. January 1st, 2024, the start of a new TikTok-free era in Montana. But does the upcoming ban violate the First Amendment, like the app claims? Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is in Beijing. She's the first of her posts to visit China in five years. And her trip is surrounded by new action from the Chinese regime, rattling American businesses in the country. How big of an impact will the visit have on the spiraling relations? Here's a closer look. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen met with American business leaders in Beijing on Friday. As tensions mount between the two countries, Yellen said that the U.S. is not looking to decouple from China. We seek to diversify and not to decouple. The decoupling of the world's two largest economies would be destabilizing for the global economy, and it would be virtually impossible to undertake. She's one of the U.S. officials taxed with trying to repair U.S.-China ties. But what are the problems that could make that a challenge? and what's keeping them going right now, here's a breakdown. The two superpower economies are deeply intertwined. China is the second largest foreign holder of U.S. debt, while America remains China's single largest trading partner. But amid the ongoing U.S.-China trade war, Beijing's raise on American businesses and possible restrictions on investments in China are presenting a problem for American companies. Let's zoom in on American businesses operating in China. Just recently, Beijing raided three American consulting firms, Capvision, Mintz, and Bain & Company. Plus, a new Chinese law is rattling Western companies in China. The law expands the definition of espionage, but without clearly defining it. Under the rule, anyone that transfers information related to China's national security could be considered guilty of espionage. Back to Yellen's China trip, she's not expected to make any major breakthroughs. Before Yellen arrived, Beijing put restrictions on exporting two critical minerals used for making semiconductors. A former Chinese vice minister of commerce said the decision was made after thoughtful consideration and that it was designed to cause panic in certain countries and exert heavy pain. So far, Yellen has expressed concerns about the export controls and Beijing's raids on American firms. She also met with Chinese Premier Li Qiang and former Chinese Vice Premier Liu He. Yellen said she hopes the trip would improve communications between the two countries. Her visit wraps up on Sunday. Barbie's catchphrase is, you can do anything. But according to officials, that's everything except appear on Vietnam's silver screen. Warner Bros. is pushing back on allegations against its new Barbie movie. With representatives denying the film supports Beijing's territory claims in the South China Sea. Controversy erupted after movie trailers highlighted a cartoon map of Barbie's travels. On it is a line of dashes in Asia extending into what would approximate the real South China 
China Sea. Beijing's so-called nine-dash line claims much of those waters as Chinese, encrouching on areas that countries like Vietnam and the Philippines call their own. Vietnam banned the Barbie film over those concerns. A Warner Bros. spokesperson denied the studio was pushing any kind of geopolitical message and that the map simply spotlights the character's journey lines through the real world after leaving Barbie land. Some know it as ecstasy or molly, but no matter the name, the synthetic psychoactive drug comes with a serious warning label, and a whopping 70 pounds of it just got seized in Virginia. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers uncovered two boxes filled with the drug, labeled as beauty products and shipped from China. They discovered the white, crystallized substance sealed in multiple vacuum bags. The chemical is currently regulated in the United States, though it's often sold in tablet or powder form on the street. Authorities warn the drug can cause loss of consciousness or even death. The two shipments were reportedly on their way to an address in Washington, D.C. The news soon sparked buzz online linked to Hunter Biden's drug controversy. The boxes have been transferred to Homeland Security's Investigations Department. Is 2024 the year TikTok gets banned from American smartphones? For Montana residents, that answer is yes, after their governor signed a first-in-the-nation complete ban on the Chinese-owned social media platform. But TikTok is fighting back, accusing the planned Montana ban of violating the First Amendment. On Wednesday, the company asked a U.S. judge to block the new rule, which is set to take effect on January 1, 2024. TikTok also argues the ban is invalid because it involves a federal government issue. The company's global business solutions president says the ban will cause irreversible harm to TikTok's business and brand. He says if the ban takes effect, advertisers and business partners will pull back from working with TikTok. U.S. lawmakers have repeatedly tried to ban the app, which is used by 150 million Americans, nearly half the U.S. population. That's over concerns about possible Beijing influence over it. Back to Montana, it's estimated that close to 400,000 people use TikTok in the state, or just over a third of its population. Montana could impose fines of $10,000 for each violation by TikTok, though the law does not impose penalties on individual TikTok users. Over in Europe, TikTok is also under fire in France. French senators published the results of an investigation into the Chinese video sharing app Friday. They say TikTok should not be described as a business, but rather as an intelligence operation. NTD's France correspondent David Vives spoke to some of the senators. A wall of opacity. That's how French senators describe how TikTok executives conducted themselves during an inquiry. We had questions about the business model. We had questions about advertising and very concrete questions about cybersecurity and data storage. And the answers we got were all smiles. The report pointed out the role of TikTok in the Chinese regime's cognitive warfare against the West. This includes the subversion of its users, as an intense use of TikTok can cut them off from their environment, education, history and culture. One senator said TikTok is not a business, but rather an intelligence operation. Senator Maluret supports this point. There's a second component, which is political, notably through data collection, disinformation, and a certain amount of fake news that doesn't exist at all on other platforms. 
but which is very present to Arctic talk. The Commission said that the Chinese platform should be given until January to comply with its recommendations. They include transparency on the company's structure and to limit the use for miners to 60 minutes a day. If TikTok doesn't come clean in six months, the Commission said they will ask the government to ban it in France and give further recommendations to the EU Commission. A recent survey found while French law forbids under 13-year-olds to use TikTok, over 60% said they actually do use it. David Vives, NTD News, Paris. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg is struggling to get his new Quest headsets on shelves in China, with the country's Communist Party seemingly refusing to forgive and forget his past criticisms. Since 2009, Facebook and its sister networks have been effectively banned in China due to the platform's refusal to comply with censorship. Zuckerberg even attempted to learn Mandarin and held meetings with Chinese officials in an effort to establish a presence in the country. But it was largely unsuccessful. In a 2019 speech, Zuckerberg lashed out at Chinese developer ByteDance and stated that its subsidiary TikTok posed a threat to American values. Later in a 2020 congressional hearing, Zuckerberg again reprimanded China, this time over intellectual property theft. According to the Wall Street Journal, Meta wants to follow Elon Musk's footsteps and negotiate with Chinese tech giant Tencent in person. But he may not anticipate a red carpet rollout after arriving in China, unlike the warm welcome Elon Musk received earlier this year. Zuckerberg questioned why tech counterparts like Apple and Tesla could trade in China, while Meta has remained on the sidelines. During his 2019 speech, he said he worked hard to make this happen, but we could never come to agreement on what it would take for us to operate there, and they never let us in. Now, he needs the support of the very officials he's criticized to accomplish his goals, something that could present a challenge for his virtual reality aspirations. Next, we look at a record-breaking number. This year, the DOJ has charged 49 Chinese Communist Party agents, the most in two decades. The suspects were involved in spying, stealing trade secrets, meddling in political elections, and suppressing dissidents on U.S. soil. Here's a recap. In 2022, the DOJ brought charges against at least 17 individuals who sought to advance Beijing's interests in the U.S. That figure jumped to a minimum of 49 in the first half of this year, the highest since 2003. The most prominent of those cases, two men serving within the U.S. government. Last July, the DOJ indicted Craig Miller, a special agent with the Department of Homeland Security, and Derek Taylor, a former employee of the department. The two were found stalking and harassing U.S.-based critics of the Chinese regime. Both allegedly obtained information from a restricted U.S. federal law enforcement database before passing it along to CCP agents. The Department of Homeland Security is one that safeguards the national security of the country. And even such a department has been infiltrated by the CCP. It's like Beijing has built a Trojan horse at the heart of the U.S. It's far more serious than other cases involving pro-communist leaders. In other cases, a retired New York police officer and two Chinese nationals were convicted last month. They were found involved in Beijing's Operation Fox Hunt, a cross-border campaign designed to bring back expatriates. 
In May, two Los Angeles residents were charged with acting in a Beijing-directed scheme. Their targets are followers of the Falun Gong faith group in the U.S. One month earlier, two Chinese nationals were arrested for running a secret Chinese police station in New York. Similar outposts have been found across more than 50 locations worldwide. While the number of allegations is promising, analysts warn that the amount of CCP agents far exceeds those on record. The FBI said they have handled more than 2,000 cases of pro-communist operations in the U.S. That amounts to one new investigation every 12 hours. But how many of those have led to actual indictments and arrests? Very few. Chin added that the U.S. is off to a good start, but those in the free world should stay on alert. Other big stories to look out for. The largest ever penalty hits an Internet company in China with the fine accounting to almost $1 billion. Could creating a site that raids people's looks get you in trouble? A detained Chinese graduate shares a cautionary tale. Those reports and more coming up Monday on China in Focus. But today, here's what's coming up. De-risk or decouple. Treasury Secretary Yellen calling out China's punitive curbs against U.S. firms and warning that Washington will fight back. That's as she met with Chinese Premier Li Qiang in Beijing on Friday. Plus, fast, cheap and controversial. Chinese online fashion retailer Xi'an is trying to salvage its reputation with help from influencers. We look at why it doesn't seem to be working. What's behind the fashion brand's sudden rise? We sat down with Casey Fleming, chairman and CEO of Black Ops Partners, for details on Yellen and China's psychological warfare tactics. More details after the break, here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Speaking to Chinese Premier Li Qiang in Beijing, U.S. Treasury Secretary Yellen criticized China's treatment of American companies. How does her concern reflect U.S.-China relations? Plus, a look at what some have called a Chinese influence operation. We zoom in on how one fast fashion retailer became a tool for Beijing's psychological warfare. Here's Casey Fleming, chairman and CEO of Black Ops Partners, to give us more details. Casey Fleming, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is in China. She just met with Premier Li Qiang, and she's really appealing to them, saying the two economies should work together, not to let all these tech frustrations feed into it. And on Friday, she was just talking about diversifying, not decoupling. What do you make of all these kind of word games coming out of the U.S.? You always have to understand who your adversary is. And the CCP and China is our enemy because they refer to us as their enemy. So you always have to look at their strategy and what they are doing behind the scenes and how they are executing behind the scenes. Um, they absolutely want to replace the U.S. and all free world countries uh, and control them. So when we're talking about uh, de-risking from China, that's an absolute minimum that we must be doing. Uh, but China is decoupling. They are focused on this thing called unrestricted warfare and also total war. So this whole thing about decoupling or de-risking or 
collaborating and so on, you always have to look at it from the side of your competitor, your adversary, your enemy. And I underscore the word enemy because that's the term that the CCP uses when they refer to the United States. And Casey, zooming in on the actions we are seeing out of China just this week, they put two export controls on two key metals for semiconductors, germanium and gallium. Many see that as retaliation for the U.S. stopping microchips from entering China, high-end microchips. But we're also seeing see these raids on U.S. firms inside China. And then over the weekend, they just had an expansion to their counter-espionage law kick in. Where do you see the business community in China right now? The days of doing business with China with no risk and China being on a peaceful rise are over. China has shown their aggression since since uh, 2020, their extreme aggression towards the free world um, and their influence uh, operations throughout the free world and, and even more specifically through the United States. So companies are understanding that now. They understand through all the supply chain issues that they've had, the inflation issues. They're seeing the tensions with, uh, with Taiwan and the Taiwan Strait and semiconductors and all that. They understand that, that uh, you know, the past does not uh, 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 predict the future. So boardrooms and, and uh, CEOs and uh, C-level executives are very worried about China and the risk that it presents and the risk that it presents to their companies, not just in the current quarter for financials, but also their existence, their survivability. Uh, when the CCP comes for your com company, they're coming for your, your entire company. And then when they do two or three of you, they own your industry. And so the industry is completely moved over to China to, to uh, build their economy, their Chinese economy, like I said, and, and to, uh, to uh, come against and weaken the United States economy and the free world economy. In case you had the Barbie movie that was banned in Vietnam over a portrayal of the Nine Dash Line, which is China's claims in the South China Sea. But you also recently had a bunch of American influencers who toured a Xi'an factory that's amid these forced labor allegations against Xi'an, the fast fashion giant. And that trip was actually met with a lot of pushback against that. So how do these things play into the bigger idea of psychological warfare coming out of China? You have to understand, if China opens its mouth, it's lying. And it's all based on plausible deniability and uh, narratives that are created and, and so on. The other thing we all have to realize is that technology is, is has two different sides. Every bit of technology has a productive uh, welcome side of what it was designed to do. But almost every technology can be absolutely used to uh, for nefarious reasons. And the Chinese Communist Party are experts at it. They are absolute acrobats at using technology to in unrestricted warfare. What is unrestricted warfare? Unrestricted warfare is using uh, all means necessary short of conventional war to weaken your enemy. So all those are methods to weaken your enemy without fighting and win that war without fighting. And there's education warfare in your schools, there's technology warfare, there's cyber warfare, telecommunications warfare, religious warfare, you name it, all are meant to weaken um, the enemy without fighting. And that's their view, that's called the gray zone. Um, with Americans, we view war as either you're in war or you're not. Okay, it's peace or war. Well, 
your enemy views peace over here and war over here, and in the center, it's called the gray zone. So it's you might not be fighting with troops and battleships and planes and drones, um, but you're fighting your kids in school taking fentanyl, and you're fighting kids on, um, on TikTok and you're fighting kids on other platforms. So this whole thing about technology, you have to understand that that's psychological warfare. Uh, it's, it's all, by the way, psychological warfare is also called cognitive warfare, where you're orchestrating and melding and molding minds psychologically on what your beliefs are, your values are, uh, uh, pitting groups of Americans against other groups of Americans to break us apart, all the things that hold us together to weaken all those values that you don't want. How do we ensure those freedoms live on? The way that we ensure those freedoms live on is through awareness, education, uh, and broadcasts like these. Uh, to understand these things are threats to everything we believe in. So grab your children, hug them tight, and 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 slam your values into them, the values you were raised with. Make sure your kids understand those values and those values are under attack. And Casey, with all the areas covered, any final thoughts you'd like to share? Um, just stay to those news organizations that you're gonna get the truth, uh, that people are gonna cover it unvarnished. Uh, understand that the media and social media is weaponized against you and all those things we talked about, about weakening values and weakening the fiber that holds the United States together to pit each other against each other. Uh, and let me tell you, when you're at war, and we are at war, we are in unrestricted warfare. And one thing that binds us all together are, is that we are all Americans and we all have the same American values when you boil it down. We want our kids to be safe, we want our families to be safe, and we want them to have a better future than we did. Casey Fleming, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocus at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you soon.